review time with the greatest co-hosts with the most. Pips and J-Dog ready to rock your ears with a momentous episode of Lace Our Proportions. I'm your host, Christopher Pepper. The great man is with me, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace, and we'll have a chat to him in just a moment. But by G, by Jingo, by Crikey, what an absolute belter of a weekend of football. I've said it before, there was beltings and there was belters. Your team played in one. I had the craps get out of me for the second week in a row. I actually stayed this time, but football was a winner across the board. Great man. How are you going? And more importantly, how did you recover after a heart stopper of Saturday night football? Um, hey everyone. Uh, what? Just I was fine. I was fine, Peps. I was fine. We're gonna talk about this in a little bit later. Uh, but no, game was good. All the games are good. This except for West Coast. West Coast. We'll get into West Coast in a minute. All the games were good, Peps, and it was not a bad round of football to just sit back and uh, test the ticker over the weekend. As they would have said in the classics, football was the winner today, my friends. The old Dipier Domenico type interview in the middle of the season. But, hey, everybody who's joining us tonight live, great to see everybody on the chat, everybody listening to this on your favourite podcast episode, podcast player, smart app, you name it. Thank you very much. Only fans. Yeah, only fans. Only peps is apparently coming out soon. Only dog will be out very, very <laughs> Only dog. Only that, dog. That actually could be a legitimate sign. Only dog. Only dog. <laughs> only doggy. Hey, we'll put both of it together. But, mate, football was awesome. There was no local footy for my amazing East Keeler Football Club this week. They had a week. Uh, the league had a bye for their premier division. So we'll get back into that a little bit later on. But uh, pulled down a shed, J-Dog. We're getting some concrete laid tomorrow, a la Greek style, next to the brand-new swimming pool. Mm-hmm. We had to do a bit of uh, groundwork. Landscape work, and that's what I got to do before heading over to the Melbourne Past Players and uh, Officials Day at the MCG yesterday. Got to run into great Chris Conley, have a chat to him. He gave me an interesting fact, which is, did you know that there's been no team who has won after the siren that has gone on to win one week later? Sounds like a shit fact. That's a shit fact. That's a shit fact. Wait, where's your microphone tonight? Because you're coming through a little bit thin. What's going on? You Am I? You haven't got the big boy on tonight. Mm, on? Let's let's have a look. What have I got? Oh, yeah. No, I see why. You see why? Yeah, I see why. Yep. Good to see me. Let's see why. Are we back now? I think we're back. We're we back now. Oh, there you go. Apparently, look, see, now we're back in the not amateur hour. <laughs> hey, but hey, everybody who's joining us live, thank you very, very much. The numbers are going absolutely Coco Bananas, Mick Malloy style. How was your weekend before we get into uh, the footy side of things? Because everybody wants to know what the J-Dog got up to. Yeah, uh, good weekend. Um, Peps, I was involved in a bit, of a bit of a bike accident over the weekend, actually. Yeah, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But, um, yeah, when you when you have a touch of wheels at 45 to 50K an hour, mm-hmm. uh, it, it tends to be pretty nasty. So I'm actually okay. I was the I was the last in the line, so I actually had half a second oh, to you, react. You were at the, the back of the pack? Back of the pack. but Because uh, you do like to be at the at the rear, don't you? Well, that's the most important spot to be. Um, you can see I, had, dogs. I had I had friends caught up in it. I had like lots of lots of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of bikes broken. Yep, there was no dickhead trying to take a photo to the front style, was there? No, 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 no. We had a crash on the uh, Barwon Heads Bridge. You know, that white bridge oh, between. Beautiful bridge. It's a beautiful, beautiful bridge right near the right near the Ferris wheel. Uh, yeah, just the other side of it, on the Ocean Grove side. side. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're all fine. No yep. lives are lost. Bit of carbon broken, but we're all here to talk about it on oh, that's Monday. Beautiful. Hey, that's it. You know, there's nothing worse than your carbon being broken. But you know what, J-Dog? There were hearts being broken on the weekend as we have a look at the ladder, and it is shaping up. I reckon you had it right last week. I reckon the top four is is pretty much locked. I still am a bit weary on Melbourne, even though they're two games clear. They have got some toughies over the next few weeks. But Collingwood, after their crack of a game, we're going to get into that very, very shortly because you had an absolute belter of a game. That was, that was let's just say, the game of the year, and I'm going to get into that into my votes because that game got votes. Brisbane Lions, oh, what a first half against the Cats. They were absolutely putrid against them. But I think Brisbane, their defence was tough. It was strong. It was something that we haven't seen from Brisbane for uh, a while. I would say that's the best game I reckon they've played, I'd say, all year, uh, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Melbourne, yeah, look, tell you what, talking about trying to snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory, they did that on the weekend. But Adelaide were pretty, pretty good. And their best player is now out for probably the rest of the season. So them actually having a chance of making finals has gone out the window. Uh, Isaac Rankin with that hammy. Western Bulldogs demolished Essendon. St Kilda. There's not much more we can say about shit Kilda because they were shit Kilda because they almost got north on the weekend. Geez, that would have been funny. How good have been if Buzzard joined us tonight? Oh, oh. I bet you he doesn't join us because they got they got beaten. GWS, geez, they've come out of nowhere, haven't they? Like a lot of people are picking GWS for bottom four, but Adam Kingsley's got this team absolutely humming. They're, they're only a couple of games out of the eight as well, too, and probably got a favourable draw as well. Geelong, after um, their weekend, even though they lost, they have snuck in. Carlton on 38, five games in a row they've won. Got a beautiful stat about them very, very shortly. Richmond on 38. Talk about a heart stealer as well, too, against the Hawks. Jeez, I don't know how many times the Hawks have done it this year, but another game where they could have pinched and they just haven't been able to get across the line. Essendon a poo. Sydney a poo. Adelaide a poo. Gold Coast a disappointingly poo. Fremantle are very much poo because they got beaten by Sydney, and I pick Frio. Hawthorne, they're not as poo as everybody thinks. Uh, North could not have been any more better, but they are still pooed, sitting there in the position of 17th. And West Coast, I don't think there's anything more uh, that I can say about West Coast other than the magnets being spun. But how far are you willing to go down, J-Dog, in terms of teams that can make the eight? Will you go, I'll read these teams out. Would you go Carlton? Yep. Richmond? Yep. Essendon? Yep. Sydney? No. Okay, so you're saying there's 11 clubs going to fit into eight spots. Yep. What about you? Me, uh, I would. I would say yes, and the reason I'd say that is <laughs> what are you saying yes to? Yes, it is going to be those those, those eleven teams. No, simply because Eston have North and West Coast still to play. Yeah, two wins. Yeah, so they're pretty much going to make it. And uh, uh, the great man Rohan Eggleston, absolute superstar, another one of the life member three hundred game players at the East Keeler Football Club. He actually picked Richmond on his Tiger Tracker that he sends us every single year that they are going to finish ninth. So he's going by the belief that they will be ninth. Carlton are going to miss and Essendon are going to make it just because they've got those couple of easy games. Carlton don't have a hard, don't have an easy run, I believe. They've got Melbourne coming up. They've got oh, Collingwood this week. <laughs> but tell you what, if they get across the line, they have earned it after what they did in the middle of the season. Yeah, they just need a better percentage. Yeah, for, to finish ninth. Mate, they've just got to win. They have just got to win. Hey, Buzz is online. I'd love to hear from you, Buzz man, after your mob are almost got beaten by North. And I can tell you what, there was 17 other clubs cheering for North Melbourne yesterday. I was one of them. 
and I was one of them as well too. Geez, that would have been funny rocking up. Because <laughs> they they should not have won that game. I was I was doing was I doing Sunday? I think I went I went to a uh, a baptism on Sunday. Came back and I was just pottering around the house and I'm like, oh, fourth quarter. I might just see what the scores are. Just have a bit of a look. I was very very happy what what I was seeing with North in the front. Hey, they're a good North. I'll tell you what, they, you know, North have copped a lot this year. But I, I think, look, Ratner's done a sensational job while Clarkson's away. And for all the crap that Clarkson, I mean, Ratten copped this week from Nick Rewalt, what a comeback he said in, in his comments that, you know, the only, thing, the only time I've seen him down at the club is when he's getting free physio. Yeah. Loved it. Doesn't deserve one iota of that. And let's be honest. Uh, St Kilda haven't really done much with Ross this year, except fall in a complete heap again two seasons in a row. So I reckon you're right, mate. There's the only three teams outside the eight, and I don't think Richmond's going to be one of them. So my theory of Richmond not making finals this year is going to come true, but the other one of Collingwood not making finals, pretty much has fallen on its face after, I think, round one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, big guy. What do you want to do? Spin some magnets? Sure, go for oh, it. Oh, let's spin some magnets. What do you want to go with, the big boys or the uh, bad boys first? Mm, let's go big boys. Oh, big boys. Three votes. All right. Did you hear the three votes just then? Yes. Oh, I just want to make sure, you know, because after over 300 episodes, I still haven't worked out how to work these things. All right, votes. I've got to give three votes to arguably the best game of 2023, the Power versus the Pies. I'll get you to go on with that very, very shortly. The best game of 2023. 23. Besides the Lions and Demons game, which happened the week before, which was arguably the best game of 2023. Like, seriously. It, what's going on, Jado? How can you have one week being the best game and there's another best game? Can we just make a judgment call at the end of the year? North Melbourne versus St Kilda. If North had won that, that would have been the best game of the year. Or Richmond, Richmond Hawthorne. Best game of the year. So I just think that, you know, it was great. I must admit, though, it was finals-caliber football. I thought you guys had them on toast early, and I think you've worked out a way to play against Collingwood, and, and I'm going to get into that very, very, uh, very, very shortly because I think there is – I think I've found their kryptonite. Ooh. Second one. Yeah, I think I've found their kryptonite. There's three things you need to do. First of all, Carlton's resurgence. The last five wins out of an average of 50 points, J-Dog. 50 points. Now – I want to put this thing to you, though. Did you know the sides to win five in a row in the VFL-AFL time frame and to do it by more than 50 points? There's only three teams that have done it ever. In 1989, Geelong, six in a row by 50 points. 2008, Geelong. And 2023, Carlton. Here's the concern, Jamie. In 1989, Geelong won... Six in a row by 50 points, made the grand final, lost. Mm-hmm. In 2008, they made the grand final against Hawthorne, lost. Carlton, will they even make finals? Oh! It's all for nothing if you don't get there in September or win it in September. So, like uh, like the great man Ken Inkley said, premierships are not won in July. They've never given a premiership out in July, so anything can happen. In the last one, I'm going to give myself a massive pat on the back because simply, I stayed to the end on the game on the weekend. I stayed all the way until the end of the game. Melbourne versus Adelaide. Four points. It was hard to do. My heart was beating, but you know what? I did it for the people. And I did it for all you listeners. 
And I, I like that. Mind you, I, the, the, the tweets, the texts, and the uh, Facebook messages of did you actually stay this week did flow through pretty, pretty quick. Hey, it's good to see the, the great man, Louis Carranza. He was a superstar for the Cougars too, number 48. Richmond should beat Melbourne this week. Yeah, I reckon they're a massive chance, and we'll, we'll get into the games later on this week too. But, uh, but Buzz wrote says, I couldn't give a rat's toss bag who wanted North to win. They didn't, and you know why they weren't good enough. Well, what does that say about your mob? Buzz, they're shit. And Ross has done nothing for this club, and your players are overrated. And your list is overrated. <laughs> I, feel like, overrated. I feel like I'm just here as like the sidekick to you having vendettas against people. Yep, you are. You're a good cop. You're a good cop. Hey, J-Dog, I'm going to drag someone. You ready? Yep, go for it. Healy off, Ellingworth on. Bloody weakest piss. All right. First and foremost, I've brought this up many, many years, and I reckon we bring this up three or four times a year, and it does my head in. The absolute dickwads, cockbreaths, dickheads that racially vilified Willie Rioli. He's just changed his name back after a year of mourning for his dad's passing. And then it happens again. And in a year where we're trying to um, get the voice brought across into uh, the Constitution of Australia, this is just a national disgrace. What, what does this say about people if we're in 2023 and we're still going on about this? That's and I don't think it's ever going to go, but that's when no. you have minded keyboard warriors. There's nuffies, mate. There's nuffies. There's just nuffies and they'll never learn and I don't even want to waste a breath on them because they won't learn. They won't learn and you know what? They should be public. They should be publicly blasted who these people are. They should yeah. be. Well, should the, club, be. the clubs have, I think, acted in, in whatever they can do. Yeah, they can only do what they can only do, but it's just... It's just putrid. Like these guys want these guys want to get their name up in lights. Let's really put it up in lights and let's see what happens. Um, I've got to throw these guys in there, and it was more of a statistical on uh, statistical side of things. West Coast. Now we've talked about virtually all year. Actually, probably the last our show has been going six years, and I reckon five out of the six years. Well, would be five out of the six years. They've been putrid. Do you know this year at the moment they've got a one win forty eight percent season? Now they play North this week. Over in Perth, and that's not guaranteed. Now, this is how much of a disgrace this club is, and they've got no excuses. In 1996, the Fitzroy Football Club had literally no assets, struggled to pay players, financially inept. They had one win at 49.47%. So they had literally nothing, no ground, uh, supporter base they did, but from a um, resources perspective at the bottom. Yeah, no, nothing. No right? club rooms, nothing. Yep. West Coast, the most resourced club. They've got like 50 plus million in the bank and they're serving up this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's going to get worse. You can't tell me they haven't bottomed out. No, not at the moment. Pop quiz. If you're in charge of West Coast, you've got the number one pick. Do you mm-hmm. go Harley Reid with one? Or do you go and try and split that pick over a probably maybe two to three first rounders over a couple of seasons? I would split and go for two top they have two to. top tens. They have to. One is not going to change their fortune. If they can get two or three, we've spoken about the three that you brought in in 2018. Oh, you just, you, just give, you just give me a topic for a conversation one, one time. Now, so West Coast, 
you know, we're not sitting back here in the eastern states. We're actually laughing at you because five years ago you won a flag and now you're going to win another spoon. Rightio. Now, I'm bringing in an honorary drag. Now, I'm dragging not this person, but I'm dragging him in for dragging the AFL. And I'm talking about Chris Scott. And love him or hate him, I love his honesty when it comes to Chris Scott at the AFL and when he does his interviews, press conferences. And he said this about uh, the wild card weekend. We have, in elite sport by global standards, one of the most compromised competitions that you can possibly imagine. Uneven numbers, games against opponents. Let's just throw in a gather round, compromise the competition even more, and if things really, really, really are important, they are worthy of thought. I just thought the, I would just ask that the integrity of the competition is given as much thought. Let's be honest. What is Wild Card Weekend? I thought it was a good idea, and then I realised, no, he's got a fair point. He played 24 rounds of football, 23 taking out the bye, to qualify for the final spot. And you know what? If you're just not good enough in uh, picks uh, numbers, what is it, uh, eight and nine, sorry, nine and ten, we will give you a participation medal to play against number seven and eight. We truly deserve to be there. Uh-huh. And it just shits me. We haven't even had a head of football at the AFL for close to a year now. Since Brad Scotland. Yeah. What type of sport doesn't even have a head of football who looks after all the rules, who looks after all of that stuff? We are a disgrace. You can't tell me they couldn't find anyone by now. I just want a weekend that's not a theme. That'd be nice. No. How about a no-theme weekend? But they would have a theme then. <laughs> I just want a round of football that doesn't have a theme, doesn't have something behind it. Just, It just gives me... Emotional, damn it! Every single time I think about it, J-Dog. <laughs> hey, J-Dog. Yes, mate. Before I, I know you've got a massive piece to come up, but I want to give a bit of uh, a bit of this action. Bags, bags, bags. We love it when they're kicking. Bags, bags, bags. It's got to be six or more. Well, it was six or more on the weekend. It was actually more than six. It was. You want it, too? And it was that big fella, Charlie Kerno. A week, geez, I tell you, is he a dead set spunk rat? Hundred percent. Oh, here, oh, oh. whoever, whoever, whoever's bringing him home to the family, lock him in because he is a dead set ripper. But ten, is it? Would you classify ten against West Coast as a proper ten, or would it be like a soft three? No, I'd give it. I'd, I'd give it. You said you said six a bag. I'd give it a five. Yeah, it's. It's a five or a six. Well, it's a five or a six. I think he's kicked 15 goals this year against West Coast. Yeah. So here's my idea, right? And for I'm 10, not, but I'm no, but no one else has kicked 10 against them. I never kicked 10. I did kick five and a half. But no, I've but no, ten. no one else has kicked 10 against them. No. Uh, yeah, they have. Who? Uh, they did it against West Coast as well this year. You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago. Kicked Taylor 10. Walker. Taylor Walker. Oh, yeah, that's right. You forgot about that. Yes. But anyway, um, my idea is is that, you know how they're saying that if you play the team twice, um, you get uh, – it's, it's unfair because some teams play with the crappy ones twice. And So here's my idea. The first time you play them, it's worth four points. And the second time you play them, it's only worth two points. You keep the percentage. <laughs> what do you reckon? No. Why not? 
Because you're talking about a compromise thing and you're trying to compromise it more with points. No, but it means that the, the first game you play against them is the real game. <laughs> Listeners, have your say on Pepsi's idea. It's a it's a 24-week 20, season, and the first yeah. time you play the team, it's worth four points, but the second time you play them, it's only worth two. Yeah. So if you go and play West Coast, it's only worth a guaranteed two points, not a four points. Actually, that might really make much difference, would it? No. No, it doesn't. Oh, well, then what happens if it's a draw? You get one point? One point? I don't know. Your, see, your system is so... Maybe maybe you should be head of AFL operations. <laughs> I didn't really think about this not too much. <laughs> oh. Listeners, listeners, please jump on no. and let us know. It looked... Um, oh, Buzz, we can't leave the game alone. No one can leave the game alone. Jesus Christ. If I go by myself. Can, uh, we, can we edit that out for the show? Which part? Just that, just that last no, three that, minutes that, of you that, talking about your stuff. That's going to go viral. That's just going to go virus. As <laughs> oh, I was God. telling the young kids yesterday, and they were correcting me. Now it's viral. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big boy. Um, hey, rising star this winter. We've got a rising star, and it's another one from the Brisbane Football Club. Also, yeah. some bad, bad rising star news. Oh. Oh, yes. Do you want to go through the bad rising star before I give you the good rising star? You go. Well, no, for me, it's good. Because well, you asked you asked me you asked me two weeks ago who's going to win the Rising Star and I said my man Cheezel and you yeah. said no chance. No, 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 it's not, no, it's not. I'm, I'm going with uh, no. It's not going to be no. It's not Ashcroft. You said it was going to be Ashcroft. That's who you oh, said it was going to be. Mitch Owens, mate. Oh, you Mitch said Mitch Owens, Owens did you? Mitch Owens is my boy. Mitch Owens is my boy. Anyway, uh, Ashcroft Ashcroft did his, did an ACL um, first season probably when Peps and I put our guns down. We can probably agree. It's, Probably leading the, the yeah. yeah, and uh, terrible and he news. Should, he shouldn't win it with five games, he's going to miss the last five games. And uh, Mitchy Owens is going to come back and win me close to 900. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> hey, hey, Jasper Fletcher. So, we've already had one father son, now we've got another father son. I love the cut of this man's jib as well, too. But he uh, has played obviously every game since round 14, hitting three goals, averaging 14.3 disposals. Um, he's just doing everything right. He had a cracker of a game on the weekend. Remember, his dad played for the Brisbane Lions between 93 and 97. He was picked up uh, with pick 12 in the 2020 NAB draft as well too. So he's only a few games into his career, but just seeing him live the other week, that boy can play some clunk, football. Clunk, 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 clunk. And he can play some football, and he does love a clunker as well too. But, yeah, definitely to see um, Will Ashcroft go down with a bad knee is uh, – at what age? At what age does it, does a young player not fly for every mark about nine and a half foot above the ground? What oh, age? Do you, what age did you become? Oh, I stopped it. I stopped at thirty six. Because you definitely like you see the young guys come in and for the first three years they just try and fly over six and a half foot men, and then it just sort of stops. Oh, Cosy Pickett's been doing it every week for like the last six weeks, trying to get a touch, and then you just realise if I actually just run around the ground, I'll get it. <laughs> uh, I just let him fly. Let him fly. Let him be peacocks. Nah, he was good. He was good. Uh, he's an absolute gun. So congratulations to you, young fella. And just on the Ashcroft thing, look, I know Petrarca did his knee before his first season he ever played and has come back and, and had a, a cracking year, a cracking season since then, or cracking career so far. So just, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, but I think that up at Brisbane, he's, he's going to be surrounded by the right people and he's going to go all right too. So 
is going to be nice. Hey, big boy. Yes. Is it time for you? Is it time, it's time for, for you? me? Do, we, do I put the music on or do we just? Well, no, I'm going to roll into it. All right, roll into it. Hey, everybody, round of applause for the great man, Jamie, the J-Dog Wallace, with J-Dog time. Me time. So, Peps, because yeah. I am a 47.1% stakeholder in our, in our lace-out business, um, I've decided that I'm going to coup <laughs> this podcast and just go straight in and, and not get signed off by you, not get signed off by the board, not get signed off by your lovely wife to say, I'm doing a new segment, I'm bringing this in. I'm going to stop the news for a little bit and that's because the news is boring and it's not consistent and some things that are good, we're going to talk about it anyway. But really, what I want to talk about, Peps, is just footy. And here is my first topic for tonight. We might have two topics. We might have one. I don't even know. It's just going to roll off with where we're going. The first question I have, Peps. Yes. What type of AFL supporter are you? Can I, can I, can I, can I preface this right? Yep. There were some very angry people after the Port Adelaide Collingwood loss, right? Very angry, blaming the umpires. Which side? Soup, soup, uh, from Port Adelaide side. I'm not only speaking from Port Adelaide side. Very angry. Um, the world's going to end. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. The umpires are this, the players are that. And I want to understand why do people have this such anger that burns in them? Because... I didn't really, and I, I had an angry phase, Peps. Did you have an angry phase when you were, when you're supporting? Probably now, even you're probably angry. When does the phase actually finish? See, I got, I stopped getting angry at around 2020. Between 2011 to 2020, I was an angry supporter. Like I would get, like, don't talk to me, and it's going to ruin my whole weekend if we lost. And I would seethe and seethe on it for a very long time if we lost a game and I'd be I'd hold that but I just don't get that involved anymore in it and I don't know if it's just me or or if it's our listeners have the same sort of thing because now I'm more of a of a thing that go not the umpire's fault it's going to be something we've done that's caused the loss and it's not all doom and gloom you know you are talking to the bloke that walked out of a game last week because he Well this this there's levels to it. There's, I think there's levels. Yeah. Um I'm um I'm look, it's not the end of the world. If I can't get to a game, I get disappointed. Because I like going to the footy, full stop. For, just for everything. I get you know, I get to spend time with my dad. Um, I see the same people who've been sitting there for goodness knows how many years. So that's always a bit of a laugh as well, too. I get to take my daughter along. Uh, Noah likes to come along occasionally as well, too. Um, it's just it's just everything. You can just be a complete flog um, in a fun way. And it's just, it's just you know what? For what you're paying and what you're getting, it is the best entertainment. Like there is nothing that can make your head spin and your heart beat faster than a close game of football where it's just ebbs and flows and you're going, you know, your team gets out the five goals but you know it's not over and you can see teams coming back and you're frustrated and you've got – supporters around you, they're knobs, but you, you know they're knobs and you're being a knob, but at the end of the game, you can look at each other and go, you're a good knob, and he goes, you're a good knob too, mate, and you just have a bit of a laugh. Okay. That's what so, I love about football. I love football, but there are people that take it way, way too far. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you a yeller? Are you a yeller at the I'm game? A, oh, I'm a yeller. I'm a, uh, I'm a yeller. I do yell, but I don't 
it's more of a frustration yell. And I think it's when I'm a massive umpire's, this is a joke. And look, I'm only sort of referencing it from, if you go and watch local footy and then you go and watch AFL, the way local football is umpired is 10 times better because they just call it for how they see it. Mm-hmm. For the From an AFL perspective, it just seems like we've spoken about hands in the back, diving, um, ticky touch wood free kicks. They don't pay that at a local level. It's just two umpires running around. They call it straight away. They don't, you know, holding the ball in the back. It, it's pretty clear cut what they pay. So can I ask this question then? Yeah. The way that the t- the way that the game is televised in an elevated view with fifteen cameras mm-hmm. and all of that has that made people angrier as supporters because they see the nothings and then they see the all ofs like the throws out of the packs and uh, the holds know, and the grabs. All right, I, I will tell you why. Look, see, so Bo Hawkins has joined us and he says I love going to the footy and giving a kanga 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 after we kick goals. I like the way he said goals because for a long time they've only been kicking a goal. Uh, now they're kicking multiple. It makes it you know, a lot more fun to be around. So good on you both for having a crack at the footy. Uh, but you know what? Oh, here's one thing. I think I don't like the way the game's commentated. Yep. I don't think it has much to do about the football and it has all to do about the people commentating it. Mm-hmm. And I think that pisses a lot of people off. And I was watching – I did get on the tweets – on the weekend and just listening to because I was had to pick my daughter up from the other side of town on um, on Saturday night, so I didn't get to see a bit of the second half. Yeah, and I just had a bit of a little uh, read of the tweets whilst I was waiting for her to, to, to come out from where she was, and the, the 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 feedback on the commentary was just brutal. And I'm the same. I can't stand the Friday night teams. The one thing I really loved, I loved the Channel Ten commentary when that was on. Mm. Um, when Tim Lane was doing it, I just thought it was a bit, and, and Robert Walls, etc. I just thought it was awesome because they just talk, they just talked about the game. They didn't make it all about me. Oh well, we teams are down by fifty points. Oh, they're a chance. No, they're not. Stop trying to like. It's all that shit that okay. A lot of people get pissed off with the barracking sort of thing. A barracking little bit. The, the, the 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 stupid the captain obvious's of the world. We just don't like it. Like how old how old were you when you when you really started following football? Like you, because you, you're a player. You played yeah. since you've been a junior, junior, junior. Yeah, I started playing when I was ten. So when were you like a real Melbourne? Like, I want to know how Melbourne went. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to get involved in the Melbourne stuff. Oh, dude, every week. Oh, I reckon from grade four, grade five. Okay. We used to go watch Melbourne every week. Dad go go to. I used to go to footy clinic, which was Oz Kick. Yeah. Go straight down. Now I've got my brother with my superstar nephew Jack, and my amazing niece. Uh, Ali, they, they they go to the footy too. They love it. Yeah. Absolutely love the footy. And I think it's one of those things that you either love it or you don't, and, and that's fine. Um, but it's just in my family, it's it's Melbourne. Like everybody's Melbourne. Yeah, so see, we, I think – to celebrate it. We tend to enjoy it together. Like you can see the, the background, you know, we've won one flag and goodness gracious, have I enjoyed it. <laughs> see, I, I, I have enjoyed football, but I don't think I really got into it and the love of it until I was like – 16-ish, yep. 15, 16, where absolutely like nuffy football. But I think I think I've just I think where it's just mellowing out a little bit about football. Not because I just not because I don't enjoy the game as much, but I just sort of go it doesn't impact my life as much as I probably let it. Yeah. And All then right. I'm thinking, and then there's players out there. So for example, 
there are people out there who will go to the, and I know you're one, so this is not, this is not a dig at you, but you go to the after-game stuff or the pre-game stuff with the players and they talk about the game and the plan and those sorts of things. My question is, when you go to those things, are you expecting to hear something different that makes you less angry or do you know that the clubs are just going to roll out the standard lines? Um, like, why do you choose to go to those? Oh, look, I, must, I don't get to go to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I have been quite fortunate with Tori, who's been absolutely... Absolutely, and she's taken myself and my daughter to, to functions before, and I've got to chat to a few players, etc. And I think it's just more about you know, these are people who run around, and you go, "Oh my god!" Like I had a chance to have a chat to Aaron Davy for ten minutes. Like mm. he's still running around up in Cairns and dominating. Like he's still, you know, Jared Rivers and these guys that I watched play finals, and you have a chat to them. They're just they're just people. Yeah, like they're genuinely interested in in, in you. So, so, do you play? You know, I'm asking my daughter, mate, do you play? And it's just like to see, you know, how did you go? Like, it's just general stuff. Like, how did you recover? Like, how did you do a week after? Like, just that sort of stuff that that I enjoy when I have. But you know, I had a chat to Chris Connolly at a, a Melbourne function yesterday. Yeah, I chat to David Williams, who played in Melbourne's prelim loss against Hawthorne in '87. Like, and you just like to ask him, hey, do you like the way the game's being played now? Like. What, we, what what do you like? Just those sort of things. It's not about what are the tactics, etc. Like, mm. you know, I was asking another guy, well, why was John Lawley such a great coach? Because like, that's the stuff that we don't get to see, and you, and you try to figure it out. Like, okay, I can't, I can see from a supporter's perspective, but you're being there, and they give you an honest answer. They don't give you the, the fluff that you would get from a a press conference or a, a okay. organised pregame, etc. So I- really good about interviewing players and coaches who are no no longer part of the game who give you an honest and say, look, you know what, I really love football. Or you get someone that's, you know what, I hated football. I just, yeah. It was a job for me. And and that's the stuff that I get more out of. And that's and this podcast has had a lot to do with that as well too. Can I ask you a question then? Yep. Do you watch Melbourne Football Club media things and do you listen to AFL team official, uh, official podcast channels? Uh, no. You don't? No, I'm no. the same. I'm, I'm the same because I feel like I'm not going to gain anything out of by watching something that's going to be a fluff piece of the camera. They're going to tell me some club line that I, if I'm a supporter, yeah. I could be disagreeing with. Yeah, I, I hear David King talk about this all the time. I think Kane Corns is the big same, big same, same as well. When he talks about in the US, the one thing that pisses me off a lot is this whole injury thing, the whole cloak and daggers with injuries. Like I've got a player who's been missed, who's missed eleven weeks with a hamstring. Yeah, if they just come out and tell you that, honestly, this is what's going on. Why all the, the the smoke and mirrors in the in the US? You can't do that. If you have an injury and you hide that, you get fined an exceptional amount of money for, from the NFL and the NBA. I believe. Yeah, I think that should be happening here. Uh, and a lot of the time, I won't because it's, it's either the same old, same old, or I don't. Re- I care, but I don't. Unless something is like, as an example, Clayton Oliver one's a perfect one. Like a lot of Melbourne wanted people want to know what the hell's going on. It's been yeah. so long. So you'll you might just fast forward into your question, yeah, next question, next ah, okay. And you might listen to maybe two minutes of a fifteen minute press conference. Right. But I won't sit there and just go, What's going on? I've got to I I, I don't But we have friends and supporters who would do that. You'd know you'd you'd know names who do that. Are. Of course there are, and there's probably people who listen to this on a regular basis that, that live and die by their team. 
and some of it see it's uh, an outlet. Some of them see it's a they say football is a religion. Hey, you know what? At least this religion doesn't cause wars. <laughs> let's, let's let's call it for what it is. It's a sport. We do get highly invested in it. Everybody knows I love doing my rants after a game. And to be honest, there's been a couple of times where I've, I've probably said something and I've finished up going, oh, probably shouldn't have said that. Because these guys are just trying to do their best and it's probably just frustrations because we just want the best out of it. Mm. I'm just interested. I, I, need to, I need to actually – because if, if we have a shocker, uh, I'm not the best person to be around here for probably an hour or so afterwards. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. See – I can distinctly remember where something changed my night. Like I was at a friend's house mm-hmm. and it was a uh, final where we lost up to West Coast after the siren. That literally changed my mood of the night. I was having a great time until that. I was absolutely seething. And I just wonder, like, I, I don't know. I just, as, as a football fan, does, where do you rate on like extremes? Because I think I used to probably be a 9, 10. Now I'm probably like a six to seven in extremes in terms of when your team loses? I'm a good seven and a half to eight. Yeah, yeah I, I do get it pretty – I reckon it's it's both ends. When we lose, I get frustrated. And when we win, oh, I get excited. And I think it also – it depends on your team as well too. So if you've got – and this is, this is where it's a bit different, I think, for everybody. So if your team has been successful for a long time – so I'm talking – Geelong, mm-hmm. Hawthorne, maybe not for the last couple of years, but Richmond, Hawthorne, Richmond to a degree, yeah. Uh, Sydney, Sydney make the finals. I think from there, they, I think their supporters are quite mellow. Okay, I'm gonna say mellow. Look, they're they're vocal, but they're they're okay. Like they they're not super hardcore, but they're not over the top. Okay. I think teams that have been putrid for years, when their team wins, we love it. But when they lose, we take it a lot harder because all we want to see is success. Mm, okay. And so I think that, you know, especially when you've got teams – and so I can understand when I hear Eston supporters getting peeved. Well, Eston, Eston still refer to the baby bombers from, you know, the, the, the 1930s. 20, 20 years ago. 30, 30 years ago. They're still talking about them. <laughs> but th- th- they haven't had any success and so they just – they get really dirty when they lose and they get really arrogant when they win. Mm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and I, and I don't have time for that. Yeah. I, I reckon, yeah, there, there, there's some supporter bases I just can't stand, just the sheer level of arrogance. Some of them have got it and some of them haven't deserved it yeah, yeah. No, I, but there's there's great supporters you know there's some teams that you'll go to and you can have a chat and you know it's actually pretty good like the adelaide game on the weekend no dramas whatsoever no dramas being at a oh, it, it was there was thirty three thousand there it'd be different if you're in adelaide though if it was in adelaide you'd, you'd want to wear a suit of armor but in <laughs> but but like there's there's no banter like there was yeah. no banter between everybody um but you, you, you get your Collingwood. Well, that's just a that's just a different kettle of fish. Like you want to talk about hardcore. That's are just, you are you angrier? But on pre pre flag, were you angrier when Melbourne lost? Um, in the la, in the last couple of years, or have you been angrier earlier on as younger? Oh, pets? Here we go. I got angrier when Melbourne started to win. Ah, because when you're losing 
and you're shit, what's there to get angry about? Yeah. Because you lose. If you win, it's grouse. But when you're, when you're shit, like when you're really bad, you just want some hope because, you know, hope stands for hold on, pain ends. Yeah. But when you're bad, mate, you're – look, you'd be the same. Like when Port's been in their trough, we've spoken about it for, for years when, when the, the compromised drafts killed our clubs. I, I tell you what, I probably – it was the most emotionally uninvested in football, 11 and 12, that I'd probably been for a long, long time. Yeah, we, We'd lose and I'd be like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even bother going on to – was the internet back back then? Yeah, it was. I wouldn't even bother going on to like Google and checking the scores or AFL app. I wouldn't even bother. A, a side note, do you imagine if we had to do this show by dial-up? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's probably when. So I, I, I had, I had a hardcore phase, and I had a checkout phase, but then I went and just sort of mallowed in the last yeah. little, little bit. And I also reckon it depends on what's going on in your life as well, too. So you know, if you're, if you've got a family and, and kids and so forth, like, yeah, that takes over. Mm. Um, I like going, like I said, I like going to the local footy now. Local footy, local footy is the grossest, bestest. Yeah, like there's people in the chat here. If you, you know, they I know these half these people that join us every week. I know because I've I've known them through local footy and they support me and I love every single one of them. Yeah. And there's people who are on here as well too um, that have followed us from the, the the podcast days. Love every single one of them as well too. So you know, football is is all about what we do. This is why we do it because we love the game. Mm. But there are moments it's just like, mm, I'm really be bothered. I think KO for me has been a big thing. I think I probably watch more games now than I ever used to because of that access. Yeah. Um, which yep. I think I, I think I just love the game more in general than what I did. But yeah, as a, I'm just interested as even our listeners and people listening after the show, like, yeah, what kind of footy fan are you? I also think that you're a bit of a you're an interesting character, full stop. But you follow a team that's not even in your own state, so yep. I can understand. Well, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go today. Well, that's okay because the game's eight hours away. <laughs> Not as if you can go, oh, I'm going to the footy, hun. See you tomorrow. Like, yep. It doesn't happen. So it's a bit different. But it's, I get upset when I can't go to a game because I just genuinely like going to the MCG, which I'm so – and especially after we couldn't go for two years. I think that's also changed my, 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 my view on it. Because I want to see my team win a premiership live. Great to see one in 2021. Mm. and people go, it doesn't count because it wasn't at the MCG. Well, that's bullshit. You go and speak to everybody in Perth who got to see it, and they reckon it was the greatest day in their lives for some of those people. Yeah, I just want to see one live. That's it. Yeah. I'll be content. Um, you'd be the same. How good would it be if you go to the G this year? Port Adelaide's there. Oh, I, I, if Alira's if, if team, who is Collingwood, and my team made the grand final, I'm telling you now, we would – I think there's a cost that we wouldn't pay. No. And and that's what I mean. Like there's 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 different limits to it. You, you know, family changes things. If the whole family, like I said, it's not just me. It's my my mum and my dad and my aunties all back from Melbourne. So it's it's a collective thing. My brother, sister in law, they're all Melbourne. So it, it's good from that perspective. But that's what makes that's what makes footy footy. I, I know there are some people who take it too far. Yeah. As we saw with Willie Rioli, etc. There's no there's no excuse for that. Um. But all in all, like I, I, you know, there's nine games a weekend. I reckon I wouldn't watch them all. It's impossible to watch them all. But I reckon I'd catch at least a quarter to two quarters of probably seven games. Yeah. And I'd just sit there, flick and watch it. Yeah, come back, flick it. 
that's it. Like a Friday night game, I'll watch. Yeah. Uh, your game, I'll definitely watch. If it's going to be a, 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 like Friday night, Carlton Collingwood, I couldn't. Two clubs that most people don't like. I don't care. It's Friday night. It's going to be a belter for the atmosphere. It's just mm. going to be ruined by the commentators. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Um, and I just want to see, because it, it, is, it is the best sport in the world. I don't care what anyone says. It is the best sport in the world. And if people just keep their hands off rules and kept trying to sanitize the game, it would make it even better. Anyway, sorry, Peps, that was a good little chat. Sorry about that. I just just think that is probably one of the best things that we've spoken about is why do we love footy and what makes a good supporter? I I spoke to – I was sitting next to yesterday a guy who was a trainer for uh, for Melbourne, sorry, and he was telling me a few things, et cetera. He used to be part of the the, the cheer squad, and I couldn't understand the cheer squad. Like, well, why the cheer squad? The cheer squad's like a family. But these are the same people that go every week. And I've sat down there a couple of times. And, hey, and, they're, and, they're, and they're very serious. And they are very serious, but they do it because they love the club. And then you see people on, on, the, on the forums. and Everybody's just passionate about their club because they just want to see them. We just want to see success. That's all it is. Yeah. You know what? There, 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 is, there is a time and a place to go, hey, you know what? It's just a sport. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But I, I, also think think, so. I also think, though, what's made it worse is – the social media aspect of it. For all its good parts, it's also very, very bad. I know on the Demon Land forum and Facebook pages, regard you'll be my ten goals. Who's the Nancy? <laughs> yeah. like, seriously, like these guys are trying to bust their but and once I said that's where I put my hand up and go, you know, I've ranted a few times. Yeah. And I had a massive rant after the Fremantle game. Mm-hmm. Few expletives. I look back at that and go, a bit embarrassing. <laughs> but Peps, I think yours was also done in jest. That one wasn't. That was no, you were angry there. Anger. But yeah, um, like the, I did the one with for Geelong where I jumped in the shower. Like, take care of yourself. Like, that's a bit of fun. That's yeah. what I was doing. If I had my binoculars, I would have gone crow watching on the weekend. I couldn't find any of them. <laughs> then I could have just said, I can't find the Melbourne Football Club in the fourth quarter either. They don't disappear anyway. That's uh, a really good topic, and I'd love to really hear what the people uh, listening to us think. What you know, what, what makes uh, their ideal football f- football fan, but also what's one of the what makes the traits of ones that we don't like. Actually, no stuff it stuff that don't like stuff. What makes a footy fan, regardless? Yeah, regardless. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've all we've all got different levels of people in our lives. We yeah. we know that they are extreme and they are not as extreme, but they're whatever. Anyway, let us know, um, Peps. I'm conscious of time. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take into talking about the games of the round. So let's just leave it there mm-hmm. for Jamie's first. We have a better name for it. Jamie's chat time. <laughs> chat with J Dog and Peps. No, it's just. Uh, well, it's not news anymore. Maybe Jamie's Jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> we'll workshop it. The dogs bark. Hey, dogs listeners, bark. listeners out there, if there's a name we can call this little segment, let us know. Yep. Hey. I did actually want to have a quick chat about the games because I yes. really wanted to get your opinions on, on a couple of these as well too. And I know the people in the chat love this part as well too because it goes absolutely uh, berserko with the stuff as well too. But um, I wanted to go into the games. Let's build it off really quickly. Friday night's game, Essendon versus the Doggies. Dogs by 41 points. Essendon are just – I don't know. I still – I don't know where Essendon are. I don't know. I just don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know how to pick Essendon. I don't understand them. I their, don't know. I don't know. Is literally about to. 
that's how bad they are. Look, you know, you know, when Essendon supporters are getting stuck into the package, they're upset because they've stuck up for this bloke for every, oh, at least this year, last year's package when he gets back, etc. But they were the package can go return to sender. That's what was coming out on the on the chats on on the uh, Friday night. But look, oh, I don't want to talk about them because that results. I think they'll be good, and they made massive strides from last year to this year. Yeah, but the doggies, the Bond is just a freak. Don't, don't, yes. is a freak. Yes. Cody Waitman. Freak. Got, I think he's 18 goals in his last five games. Like yep. The guy can play. You're Hagen. Hagen. Oh, God. I remember when we did this a couple of years ago. I don't get it. I get it. Mm. And, um, yeah, but they, the, the doggies, their back line is just so susceptible. Mate, if they were smart, they'd go after an Adam Tomlinson this year. Just to shore up their background because he was don't, don't, don't go talking about back lines. That's that's the Port Adelaide's department, please. We've got somebody else for you. <laughs> uh, but look, doggies just have to keep winning. That's that's all they have to do. They just have to keep winning to potentially get top four spot, which they can sneak off Melbourne if Melbourne have a couple of a uh, couple of shockers. And the second one is that they can also uh, get a home final as well too. So, uh, but. Bailey Smith, he's not a superstar. He's got great hair, great rig, but unfortunately, Leali is not a superstar. Sorry. Sorry. He, I think he's got a lot of things going on in the background, and he's probably one of the worst kicks. He had a set shot on the weekend. I don't know if you saw it. 40 metres out. He missed everything. I think, he land, I think it landed in some bloke's pie in row double D in uh, section 14. That's how wide it went. It was a shocker. Doggies, not too bad. Essendon. Season's over. Start packing for Ibiza. Uh, what about Saturday? This game, we, we had a quick chat about it. Richmond, Corker. I didn't see the end of this, but I did see just the refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Corker up and lost it. Corker, Corker. Did you see much of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, it was. It was just Richmond getting back to Richmond. Yep. They went down. I think. I think they dropped down by. 30-odd points or something like that. I can't quite remember the what the score got down to. Anyway, but Hawthorne held them. Hawthorne held them all the way until probably 12 minutes to go into the last quarter. And then Tigers went bang, 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 bang. Done. Game over. And then Liam, Barker, uh, Liam Baker with the last. So, yeah. With, no with, Sicily, no Hawthorne. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Like, yeah. He, he, he racked up another 10 coaches' votes. I don't know how many times he's done that this year, but geez, he's, just, he's a freak. He's yep. a freak and he's wasted at that club. Well, yeah. You, know, even, you, look, you look all right in your colours. Uh, yeah. I could think of a couple, but yes. <laughs> I, honestly, no, honestly, I thought I thought Hawks, I thought Hawks had this. Um, in fact, all rights, they should have had it. But then that fourth quarter, they just literally fell asleep just at the start of it and game over. Yeah. Um, Richmond got in once... Once Thames gets on roll, it's a really hard thing to stop. And that's just another example of it. 666 does, has a massive thing to do with that. But, yeah, it's just once they get out of the middle, need, need, clubs really need to sort of see what their setup is because it's very, very attacking in the middle. But you need to put – I reckon teams need to have almost like a defensive four. When there's a bit of a roll on, they need to almost get a defensive four in there to stop it, get the stoppage, and then everybody can surround. Yeah. Once they get that – Blowing, oh, it's really difficult. But hey, Richmond did their Richmond thing. 
Graham and Bolter, best two players for, for, for Richmond as well too. So they're looking all right, the Tigers. Um, hey, McWalter, you reckon he'll get the gig? No. no. But who are they going to go for? I don't know. I, there's this, that, no, I just know they are. There's just something there? Yeah, something there. Well, what wasn't there was Carlton. They should have won by 171 points, not 140 to 69 being the 71 point. But we know that um, Charlie Kerno, he came out. You wanted 10, you got 10. And he had 10, and there's nothing better than a 10. Like, we don't see them enough. That's one thing footy fans like to see, big goal kickers and kicking 10. And West Coast, you, you shit. And Carlton, like I said, five games in a row where they've won over 50 points. Will they do that against Collingwood this week? Um, I don't know. But <laughs> the first quarter is like 59 to 2. Maybe the Little League. Oh, dear. Hey. Starting to get that build of Gold Coast versus Collingwood up there. Oh, this is going to be a good game. Um, I was, I was going to say that they, I think they won the third quarter perhaps, but I don't even think they won that. That's because Carlton only put 14 players on the park. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it was a it was a grim day of football for West Coast, and I think I don't and I say grim on the back of that one hundred something point loss to Sydney. It was a grim day. Shit, that, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was grim. Ninety seven points from clearances alone, Carlton kicked. <laughs> grim. <laughs> Unbelievable. I reckon we, we, there's not much to say about that game because that was oh. – Hey, tell you what, it was one of the surprises for the weekend, but it doesn't really surprise you. I think what surprised was the, was the score. Mm-hmm. Brisbane winning by 11 points, but it was what almost one goal at halftime, and then Geelong played one quarter of football, came storming home in the last, and you thought they couldn't, could they? But Brisbane's defence, they are, like I said earlier in the show, flying at the moment. Um Danaher's playing some great footy. Dunkley makes a massive impact for that mob. Uh, Zorko is bringing no, no milkshakes to the yard at the moment. Um, they just need to keep winning to get that second spot from your mob. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Mm. They just have to keep – because if, if they play anywhere else outside of the, the Jabatoire, they're in, they're in trouble. Which I, I, think I don't think they've got many out uh, outside of the uh, Gavin Um. Okay. No, I don't think I have. Uh, Jeez. Geelong just do this. They absolutely come good at this time of year and they kind of scare the shit out of everyone. They start soft and then just come home hard. You know what, though? They don't scare me this year. They don't. You haven't, you haven't played no. them again. You haven't played them again. We don't have to. But <laughs> they, don't, they don't scare me. Can really? Cameron, they thought, was going to kick 100 goals at the start of the season. He hasn't done anything since he got knocked out by his own teammate. But even before then, he was struggling. When did you play them? Like round seven when they had 14 and a half players to choose from? No, no, we played them after that. You need to be scared again. No, Go play I, I, them again. I, I, they, don't, they don't scare me. Okay. They don't scare me at all. I hate John games. No, I, I wouldn't want to play them in the finals, but they don't. I look at them and go... They're not like they were last year. Like last year, no one was even going to get near them. They're like Collingwood this year. Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde to me. Jekyll and Hyde, you can get – you don't know what you're going to get. If you play them down at 
GMHBA Stadium or whatever it is, the Alphabet Stadium, mm-hmm. you're in trouble because of that ground is so thin. <laughs> Anywhere else, they are so gettable. They are gettable. Yeah. Uh, Fremantle and Sydney. Sydney by 29. Fremantle. Oh, my God. The only thing that's good that's come good out of out of Fremantle in 2023 is the first round draft pick that they gave Melbourne this year. Yep. They've done nothing. So they're going to end up 14th, 15th and not uh-huh. get rewarded for it. We get rewarded for it. Yeah, it was um yeah, it wasn't a great game. I, picked, I mean, I thought at home they've, they've got to be a chance. Especially after what happened to Sydney the week before. No. Um, how long is Sarong locked in that club for? Like, you just hate to see players wasting their talents. <laughs> and Sarong is one of them. And the other one is um, the better brother of the brothers. Brayshaw. Yeah, the better brother. Well, not after the game he played on the weekend. But, yeah, yeah he's a gun as well, too. Like, you hate to see players no, like that just stuck in a one. team. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a gun. Yeah. I'd be going after Lockie Schultz, to be honest. If you want a hard nut pest of a small forward, I'd be going after Lockie Schultz. But I think he's extended as well, too. Yeah. They uh they're going nowhere in a hurry. Like they won a final last year against the doggies coming back from the depths of despair. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing since. There's gotta be quest both Perth teams. I would love to know what's going over there. Could you could you imagine what the two boys at the duck on the purple rain would be saying every week? They would be just going absolutely berserk. And I'll tell you what, they would not be short of any expletives either. Do you think do you think they're getting a bit of a soft run from the media? Oh, I don't over think, here? Oh, well, over here, yeah, because oh, but in Perth, they're not getting a soft run. The only thing stopping Fremantle from having a bad run of the media is West Coast. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon there's a lot of questions being asked over there. But look, Sydney's season's over, but they're going to probably cause a few issues in the back end of the season. So this is what's actually good with about five rounds to go. There are teams that are not going to make finals, but they're going to either put people on ice – or they're going to do whatever they can to stuff anybody up. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Uh, your game, two-point yes. thriller. Jamie Elliott did it again. Dacos did it again. From your opinion, tell us about what happened. Um, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Players who can't kick goals, you pay to do it. You don't do it. You don't leave it down to a – I know people on the, on the Big Footy Forum are bagging out the umpires and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It was our third quarter. The third quarter, we should probably should have been, once said, could have, should have, would have. 25, 30 points up, but we just kept choking with 30 metres out. Lots of players responsible. Um, and I think we're in a little bit of trouble now. Charlie Dixon yep. hurt his knee again. Scott Lysett, Ruckman out. Um, and we've lost uh, Willie Rioli for two weeks with a slap. Oh, and... Uh, yeah, we could be in a little bit of trouble. We could be in a little bit of trouble. Um, when your Ruckman goes out, at, at, at sort of, we haven't got a backup Ruckman, which has always been a week. Do not speak to me like that. So, Jamie. Do not speak to me like that. Willie Rioli got two weeks for a love tap. Yes. Dusty got off. Yeah. Jay, come on, Jamie. It was going to be a topic I was going to go with. It was going to be a topic I was going to go with tonight, but I thought, no, nah, I'll just talk about something else. Nah, but, um, bullshit. That, that is what I'm talking about, the consistency side of things. I'm not talking about the tribunal again tonight. There's a bit of play. There's a bit of play. 
that should be thrown out. Yeah, well, they're going to they're going to challenge it, and I'm, I just for that, Jamie and Dusty, they got Dusty's wrong. It was the Dusty rule. So then ours is right then. No, nah, it should have been one. Yeah, okay. At the at the most one. That's yeah. not worth two. Thank you, Craig, for letting me know about Dixon and Lasset. I I I haven't checked up, but yeah, I thought I was a bit worried. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. No, Peps, it was a great game. I mean, what can you say? Two teams going for it. I don't, they talk about finals football. I don't know what finals football actually means. I've seen lots of games where the pressure's been high, players don't get a chance, and the, just what it is. That was a great game. Finals football is... High pressure. High pressure. Yeah. Collision. Scoring. You know a finals footy, mate. It, that was, it, that it, was pretty good. That was pretty good. You're jacking it up another level. That, and and like every mistake, every contest means something. Both both sides would have been wrapped with the win. Both sides. Yep. And I mean, someone's got to lose. And we'll see them again, hopefully, in the finals. Simple as that. Yeah, no one's won a premiership in July ever. No. Uh, you want my three things how you stop Collingwood? How? All right. First of all, something that you did. You play. You have someone on Nick Dacos. Yes, you, you've got to, and it's not because of him as a player. It's how he runs and links up around the ground. Now, if you can stop that, it means somebody has to then take that spot where he's normally going to be. Mm-hmm. All right, and it just nullifies that's because he's a, he's a gun. We know he's a gun. But it just goes to show – it also, you, the quality of your tag is another thing as well too, and you've got a ripper. Yeah. But if you can quell his influence – like I didn't really see much of him in the first half. That's what I had to leave. Mm. It was awesome. Awesome. And that's yeah. when I think that you were in it. The second, was- thing, the second thing that you need to do is you need to have two defensive half-wingers, half-forwards, who play defensive roles on their half-backs. Yeah. So the halfbacks who run off, you need to quell their run. You need mm-hmm. them because that's where they get all their drive from. All right? On top of that, what you need to do is you need to get in their face. So you can't let them come at you because they'll slice through. But if you can run at them and influence their decision-making, you may not get the first one, you may not get the second one, but it puts the pressure on the third as well too. And so we saw that Brisbane did that and Melbourne have done it. Their only two losses for the year is when they put the pressure on the ball carrier. So instead of sitting and waiting, they actually yeah. went at them. All right? yeah. And the third, uh, so that was 3A and 3B. The th- sorry, 2A and 2B. The third one, even though I've got four, is, and you were doing this for a while, which is actually a, re- which was a really good option and it, I missed it, especially when it was wet. What you decided to do was instead of kicking the ball in the air, you were just belting it forward as far as you possibly could and letting your players run onto it. Yeah. Uh, because their half forwards, sorry, their half backs run so far the other way, if you can get it past over their zone or through their zone, they don't have much defending it. And if you're not kicking it, kicking it in the air towards Darcy Moore, you've got a massive, a massive opportunity. Because Jeremy Howe won't run. He's not a runner. He's more of that floaty Jack, Jake Lever type. So you quell Dacos. You put the defensive pressure on their halfbacks. So you make Maynard, Murphy, and Noble accountable? Yeah, you've got to make them accountable because they mm-hmm. are the ones who generate the run. Mm-hmm. The third thing that you need to do is put pressure on them as well. So when they're coming towards you, go at them. Yeah. But you need to have the next line and the line after that all in the same way. Yeah. 
uh, and then kick through the, kick through or over their zone. Because mm-hmm. if you can do that and get it into the naked space behind, you're a massive chance to, to win contests. And that's what you were doing for, for like I said, uh, into that first half, I missed the second half. That's what you were doing. And it was very, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that was a good game. Uh, Sunday's game, really, really quickly. GWS, like I said, we've spoken about them so far. It's just all the people who've had a lazy couple of years outside of uh, Toby Green were brilliant for them on the weekend. You know, Whitfield, Toby Green again. Um, uh, Kelly, Sam Taylor down back. Elijah Hollands at the front. Yep, then you've got Hollands down the front. You've got Jesse Hogan pulled out. I thought that was a massive not going to win it. Toby Bedford steps up. Tom Green isn't playing at the moment, so they're just – they're doing everything right, and I think Adams Kingsley, right team, right coach. It might not happen this year. There are a chance to, to definitely make finals. If they don't, I'd be waiting for next year, especially if they've got a couple of high draft picks. Uh, they might be able to do something with that as well too. Uh, Gold Coast, they're just in a holding holding pattern until they determine who their coach is going to be for next year. Yeah, Lukosha kicked three more goals. Like, yeah, he's probably he's got to be all the train squad at least this year. Like Lukosha and Powell are probably the only. Oh, for me, I, as as a neutral, are probably the only two that I'm really keen in. Oh, what up in Gold Coast? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch Lukosha. Yeah, Lukosha is gun, and I suppose Raul as well. Actually, they just yeah, they they've, they've got they've actually got a really nice little core. Uh Ballard is good. Uh, Flanders, yeah. They've got. They just, they just yeah. need someone to. They just need someone to harness all that energy and bring it forward. Uh, Melbourne versus Adelaide. Like I said, I was at this game. Melbourne pretty much dominated for three quarters. I, I would say, and then <laughs> decided to decided to do what you did the week before. Yeah, the week. But Adelaide did it for four goals in seven minutes. Yeah, in the last quarter, and that was that was brutal. I don't think Melbourne fell asleep, but Adelaide just went. Let's just have a crack. Let's just go through the middle, take everybody on. Isaac Rankin, my goodness, haven't seen him play too much live. He is their best player. They missed Rory Laird big time as well too. So they 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 honestly could have won and should have won probably. Yeah. Uh, um, I think the good thing with Melbourne's win was Chandler kicked three, Van Royen kicked a couple, uh, Brayshaw was – Back to his all. Petrarca had a quieter day. Uh, Gorn, amazing again. Because he pick it. Like he's had, uh, I reckon, for two-thirds of this season, he's been average at best. And he'd admit it. But his last two weeks, uh, they've got him up around the ball a little bit more. They've got him out of that forward pocket. And he's dangerous. Anything can happen, whether it's a chase down, whether it's a, uh, a beautiful pickup, deft touches. Yeah, it was probably his best game he's played outside of the game at the start of the year as well too. But there's a lot to like about Adelaide. I'm just concerned when Tex finishes up. All right, don't rant. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Yep. Is Melksham a lock for your forward line now? He should be. Okay. Yeah, he should be. And I'd be dropping Ben Brown for Joel Smith and say, Joel, I want you to be the lead-up man because he's got great hands. He came on super sub two weeks in a row, week before down back, this week up forward, and – Pretty much saved and won the game to a degree. So he, he should be a lock. Uh, and last one, spoken about this game before, it was the um, – well, it, it, it could have been the shame at the Dome. It shame was a the stadium. hard watch. It was a hard watch. Um, there's, there's things that you shouldn't do in life. Uh, take your wife shoe shopping. Um, that's something to avoid. Uh, 
the live, uh, level one at Myers perfume section. Avoid that. Also, avoid this game if you can because it was putrid. The only two people who are watching it are St Kilda and North supporters. But, um, yeah, there's not really much to say about this game at all. It's just. No, hey, look. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have the, the KO, you have the, the full game, then you have the KO mini. Yeah. Now they've got the KO bite. Yes. I'm waiting for the reduced version of that. Well, that was after last week's game. That was the uh, West Coast North game, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, Hawthorne North Melbourne game. That's this week. Um, well, there's some there's some highlights. Higgins kicked two goals. Owens kicked two goals. Thomas for the North kicked boy. three. Yes. Larky kicked three. Larky. What a waste. You know you were talking about um, Caleb Sarong being a waste. Yeah. Nick Larky being a waste. Mm. He's, he is at a wasted there. Club. He's, a, he's wasted. He is a gunner. Considering he was like a pick in the, I think in the 40s. They've done really, really well. So I don't think North, North are a lot better than West Coast. Yeah. And I think they'll rise pretty quick up the ladder as well too. I think once they once they get some more stocks in, there's a lot to like. They've got a nice little core, but it's just going to take time. All right. I'll say one good thing about St. Kilda. What? It's good to see Jack Billings play. Yeah. He hasn't been much around the club. He's moving maligned with the supporters. It's good to see him have a run. Yeah, he'll retire the interview. <laughs> and uh, that is the round 19 review for the AFL 2020 season. Uh, scoreboard style. Hey, J-Dog, really quickly, uh, what yes. game are you looking forward to this week in uh, one week at a time? Ooh, I'm – there's a crackers. There's some rippers, aren't there? Uh, um, let's go. I mean, Carlton Collingwood to kick off the week is pretty good. That that's that's uh, that's um, that's the Royale. That's your, right there. That's the Royale with cheese. But then this week we've got, we've got the showdown. Oh, <laughs> well, on, like on Saturday said, night. There's going to be games. Like look at some of these games. If I quickly whip through them, right? Richmond, Melbourne. That's cracker. Well, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one. Oh, North North and I reckon Richmond have a massive chance to win that one. I'll be honest. They're just they're just doing something right at the moment. Collingwood, Carlton, definitely. Geelong win again. Western Bulldogs GWS at Mars Stadium at Ballarat. So that's not even at Doggy's home ground. That could shake up. I reckon whoever loses that, uh, GWS, sorry, have to win yeah. to stay in finals. Doggies, they, they need to win. I wouldn't mind actually seeing the Doggies lose just to give us more of a spreading space. The Q Clash is on as well too. Win for the Lions, yep. Mm-hmm. Eston Sydney. Just an interesting interesting read on that one. Showdown. Hawthorne Saints. She's mentioned it for Hawks beat the Saints. Jungle Drums will be asking for Ross, won't they? Melbourne Richmond we've spoken about, and the Harley Reid Cup is yeah. on uh, last game in the graveyard shift. I reckon you, you'll see two teams tank, but not deliberately. They're just both shit. North will win that one over in Perth. You heard yep. it now. Um, heard it now. All right, can I just two 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 things about yeah, two things that are not are not football up. related? Yeah, go for it. Did you watch any of the Open over the weekend? Uh, the golf, you mean? The golf, yes. No, I didn't get to see much of it, which is a shame. I actually like watching the Open. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I love, I love the course. I just love the greens and the fact they have like two holes using the one green. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Uh, Links course, tricky, tricky course. Lots of people in trouble. Uh, but Australian Justin Day uh, tied second. So yeah, well seventeenth in the world. Yeah, it's good. That. Yeah, it was a good. And you know what? Uh, even better, the winner, left-hander. Only the third left-hander to win it outside of Mickelson and some other New Zealand bloke, which I've never heard about. Um, and the other piece is Australia retain the ashes. Yes, stick that up your ass. And 
it probably was the highlight for me is Piers Morgan. Like he's just Here, he's, money. here we go. Money talks. Here comes the, the ashes. Ashes, 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 ashes. Here come yep. the ashes. Dollar bills. Sorry. Uh, if you haven't, if you've got Twitter, jump on and just all, everyone news things. Look for Piers Morgan tweets over the last three, probably the, actually the whole Ashes series. He's they a good just, I love him. He's, they're just the funniest stuff. He's such a salty old man. But you know, the funny thing is, you know, he was complaining about how the Ashes were lost because of rain. Yeah. Ten years ago, he put a tweet out, hey, the rain, woo, we won the Ashes, rained out. Like, yeah. You know, it's brilliant. Oh, ashes, it's brilliant. Ashes have been retained because of the rain. No, you won the first two tests because your team was shit, all right? And you yep. had a whinge over Johnny Bairstow still. Like, oh, so good, so good. Anyway, so there's, there's, there's some good things there. And uh, Jonas Vinegard won the Tour de France over the weekend as well. Oh, beautiful. It's just, you know what? It's just lace out. It's sport out. It's just light. Oh, and Daniel Ricciardo returned to Formula oh, One grid. What? J-Dog, we, we need to have another show. I know. Lots of podcasts there. Lots of podcasts there. Hey, listeners, uh, that's it. That's our round 19 wrap-up and review for a massive week of footy. Join us. Shorter, condensed versions of Tipped Out now. So uh, they're not going to be as long. They're just going to be short, just time permitting. Um, we're getting to the awards end of the year, end of the season, so it's just more about who's going to win and why. Nothing more than that. Uh, but just tune in. Get the hits up. Give us a like. Give us a review. Uh, J-Dog, where's the fan oh. tails? Bo's asking. Where's the fan tails? Oh, he's hold on. He's got, he's getting the fan tails. Everybody has been asking about the fan tails. Bo's been hanging around for an hour and thirteen minutes. Right. Now he wants his fan tail. He just opened it up. He wasn't here for the sexy mo and the new haircut. Have you All got right. a fan tail? Or I won't go with the answer until the end. Don't go. No, don't go with the answer at all, Pets. This is for okay. this is for this people playing along. All right. Who am I? Born in New South Wales in nineteen sixty two. He is a Golden Globe and Academy Award-nominated Australian film director, screenwriter, and producer. His first three films, Strictly Ballroom, 92, Romeo and Juliet, 96, and Moulin Rouge, 2001, were dubbed the Red Curtain Trilogy as they all fell under this particular style of filmmaking. His latest offerings have been Australia in 2008, starring Nicole Kidman, and The Great Gatsby in 2013, starring Leonardo DiCaprio as the lavish Gatsby. Who am I? Leave it there. Let's see Leave if the listeners get in there. Who am I? All right, if you know, we will save the answer for next week. Well, we're not going to save the answer on the show. You're just going to have to be putting it in the comments or you're just in the, comments. in the car on the way to work tomorrow. You go, that person. Get on the Lace Out page. Hey, J-Dog. Yes. I'd like to talk to you again too. Uh, and it's great to have all the listeners. The chat is, the chatter sphere has been going berserko. So good to see. More importantly, we'll be back next Monday. There's only five weeks of the regular season to go, and then it's finals action. The footy gets better, and we don't. Have a great week. I hope your team wins, J Dog. More importantly, from the Lace Out team for everybody listening to us live, how do you, superstar Port Adelaide, an all-round good bloke, want your footy? I want it to lace out. Have a great week, listeners. Hope your team wins, and thank you for joining us. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Place Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it, 
Peace out. <laughs>